Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is Like a Virgin, the show where we give... (laughs) (laughs) You should really keep that... Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. Wait, so I'm Charlie? Yeah, but... scenario? Yeah, but in the reboot, Charlie's a girl. No, in the reboot, Bosley is a girl. Oh, it's Elizabeth Banks, It's Elizabeth Banks. Oh, right. Well... We'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to the bad Charlie's Angels reboot, but we're going to talk about the good Charlie's Angels reboots. Reboots Um, starring. Reboots the house down. Reboots the house down starring Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore. Literally the girls. The girls. Not the dolls, but the girls. (laughs) You're about to say the dolls. Well, they they are the dolls in that there were a series of dolls that were released. um, Oh, when Charlie's Angels became a cultural phenomenon. Of course. And I definitely had to like buy them in secret and keep them in a shoebox in my closet. Oh. I wasn't God. allowed to have dolls. That was like me with the season six box set of Will and Grace. I had to hide that too. <laughs> season six specifically. I oh owned no I owned no other seasons. Oh it was just God. the one that was on sale at Borders, I think. That is such a great <laughs> depiction of our like <laughs> hidden queerness as children. <laughs> yeah. We're actually doing this episode because during our 
cum dump episode, someone said we should do Charlie's Angels full throttle. We're not calling it the cum dump um, episode. And we thought that that actually deserved its own full episode. So absolutely, here we are. To t- don't ever say absolutely <laughs> again. So here we, <laughs> so here we are to talk about it because this is like a virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a virgin. The sh- oh my god, I'm gonna get through it. Because this is like a virgin. The show where we. <laughs> Brad, Brad, I need you to leave the room so I can get through this intro. This is like a virgin. The show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm. <laughs> and I'm Fran Toronto. And we are Independent Women Part 69. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't ever say absolutely. You get again. to say come dump, I then will, I get to say absolutely. I will kill you. I was finally granted something I've been wishing for for months or years because that's how long it seems that the current season of Drag Race has been on. Finally, we got a double elimination. Although, I still could have used a triple. Yeah, I mean, a triple would have been landmark TV. And I also still think they all should be eliminated. Yes, of course, of course. Including Willow Pill. Including Willow? Wow. I mean, listen, I actually thought her performance on this episode was good enough. I honestly felt like this like wasn't really the episode for a double elimination. Like I kind of felt like Georgia's was terrible, but tried and maybe should have been safe. But like the roasts are always just, you know, unwatchable. Yeah. And I think the double elimination we're supposed to understand is just like a consequence of the chocolate bar. Yeah. Nami. Oh yeah, of course. You know, they got to get them out somehow because (laughs) They keep talking about like, oh my god, we're almost at the end, and there's still 12 of them left. I love how even the queens, in a very meta element of the show, are like, when are these girls going to get eliminated? Like, even the queens are frustrated that, like, the girls it's aren't going to It's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. But alas, we now have two eliminations. Wait, who even won this? La- it wasn't Willow. Who won this challenge? Um, oh, Bosco. Yeah, right? who, yeah, was fine. Bosco was I, the best, was the best roast. Truly, like, a roast is not my, well, if we're talking about a roast, honey, um, a <laughs> Sunday roast in, you know, London, England, yeah. absolutely. Get me the Yorkshire pudding, get me the blood sausage, I want to eat all of it, um, with a scotch egg on the side. No, I do not like roast challenges. I think none of these girls are usually very funny. (laughs) I also want to know what they are not allowed to say, because, you know, no one made a fracking joke. I know. (laughs) That would certainly be my first thing. I'm curious to know, like, what material is cleared and what they have to improvise, because when we think of, in Drag Race history, the worst roast of all time, which was Utica Queen... Like, there's oh no god. way if we all... Oh my god, I forgot dare, about that. Dare I, also I say forgot, her name? I just forgot about Utica, which <laughs> yeah. I would like to go back to, and will go back to, as soon as we finish this episode. Oh my god. Okay, Drag Race will end eventually, and <laughs> One day. as soon as it does, three more seasons will start. It's it's truly like the Hydra. 
um, um, of, of, of Greek mythology. <laughs> One is defeated and three more spring from its head. Speaking of something that honestly lasts way too long for its own good, the Grammys were last night as of the day of this recording. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. I have seen no proof that they happened. Yeah. Um, I still... Uh, the first I heard that they were happening was like when we were still in the thick of the slap discourse this week and I was like there's no way that there's another big award show happening yeah. this week and according to you it it is true i yes. still i still um am suspicious yes i'll i'll give you um maybe at least one highlight which is that doja and sizza won an award for kiss me more which is like i think pop Love gold that for them. and it was doja's first grammy and Doja was late to her receiving of the Grammy because she was taking a piss. And so she ran on stage and got up to the mic and was like, I, that was like the fastest piss I have ever taken in my entire life. And it's so funny because as SZA was like ascending the stage, like Gaga like pulled out her train for her and like arranged her train. There was like just a, a big weird celebrity energy around this. Yeah, I know. It was like the most Gaga, like, I'm just a subservient, like humble actress. Like, you know, whatever. Um, but, like, it was this big explosive moment um, that just made Doja, like, so, so adorable. And it was also just, as a clip, like, a complete emotional roller coaster because you're like, SZA's going up. Where's Doja? Wait, what's going on? Doja's so funny. And then SZA says something. And then Doja just bursts into tears and, like, crumbles on stage in a really, like, heartful and beautiful way. It, like, made me so happy for her as an artist, as someone who is, like, so genuinely herself. Was that um, song produced by Dr. Luke? Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I appreciated it as, like, maybe a key moment from the night, along with a few Gaga performances. Um, oh, she performed. Yes, she performed for her album Love for Sale with Tony Bennett. She did this song. It was more of, like, a slow tribute that like played images of tony bennett in the background as if it was like in memoriam even though wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> yes wait, i'm wait, not wait, joking wait. i'm not joking i gotta see this i think we might need to do a live reaction right now yes let me go to pop crave because yeah. i know it'll be there it's funny it's an in memoriam even though tony bennett is is not still, dead. still alive <laughs> still alive um, um but it's the... like an in memoriam of like oh tony you can't perform anymore but i can Oh, here's pictures of her with Lil Nas X. Love. Oh, and here's a little clip of her grooving to Justin <laughs> Bieber. She was really doing a lot at the Grammys, wasn't she? Was. She? she was getting sel- selfies for everyone. Okay, okay, here, I, fa- I found it. I'm just watching the whole thing. It's okay, two minutes great. long. Okay, great. It's giving a little... Um, it's giving scatting. <laughs> it's giving Savasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she and Kim should do an album together. Oh. <laughs> okay, this is, I mean, it's good, but it's also kind of like, because it's at the Grammys, it's like, Mom, why are you embarrassing me? Yeah. I mean, I, I love how much energy she put into it. And I also just, I mean, I just like lol. I was stoned when I watched her last night, so I was like lolling the whole way through. I just love how emphatic and like, just, she, oh she God, has no Billy. control over her motor function. <laughs> 
Billy is a stan. Um, in terms of the fashions from last night, I mean, this Gaga, like, we've seen before. She's giving, like, classic Hollywood star. Wearing Tiffany blue, because, you know, she's, like, a Tiffany ambassador or whatever. I'm not sure if you saw Bieber wore this, like, oversized Balenciaga I did, suit. I did see. Yeah, it was, it was you know, giving, like, I, I shop in the big and tall section. Uh, the tailoring was, like, not right. I saw a couple looks on TikTok and that was one of them. It's, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's no Gaga oversized suit moment. That's what I was going to say. I think Gaga had what he wanted. And then Billy kind of wore a better version of what she wore to the Oscars. Like I loved her garment, but it also just looked a lot like what she wore to the Oscars in terms of like shape and vibe. I saw Chrissy Teigen's huge pink gown. It's like, (laughs) Babe, this is the Grammys. This is not the Oscars, and you're not invited to the Oscars. And also, fashion is having a moment with this, like, think pink. Like, this this funny well, face it's because era of that, think pink. It's because of that Valentino show. Yes. Where they did all pink. Yes. And, like, a lot of these girls are wearing fuchsia on the red carpet. And I just, like, I mean, this is just my personal taste, but I just don't like this kind of pink. But you know who did show all the way up on the red carpet was Joni Mitchell. Mother. She was at the Grammys? Yes, she presented an award, and she looked stunning. You should Google her outfit. It's very cute. Oh, this beret. The beret? She's so cute. She's so cute. Oh, my God. Uh, I love her. Okay, have you been listening to anything fun this weekend, music-wise? This weekend, I... On Saturday, Saturday morning, I was finishing a book and listened to Imogen Heap for three hours, which, like, (laughs) send help. But the This Is Imogen Heap playlist on Spotify has a lot of the music from the Harry Potter play, because I don't know if you know that she did all the music for it. Wait, I did not know that. Yeah. So I had to skip a lot of that. Oh, God, that sounds... Um, I had no idea that she did the Harry Potter musical. That's See so the weird. Secrets of Dumbledore in theaters next Friday, April 15th. Hell yeah. Oh, my God, we will be at the theater We day will be one. there with poppers. With poppers, in full costume. Uh, not, no, you'll be not dressed costume. as... I'll be in disguise. Rita Skeeter. <laughs> as Rita Skeeter! Ah! Oh, my God. Um, okay, I was listening to the... <laughs> my, are you imagining yourself in full Skeeter, gar- Skeeter garb? Maybe, maybe that's what I should start wearing when I go into the office, is just Rita Skeeter cosplay. You're Rita I'm Skeeter. I'm blonde now, so it would work. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it absolutely would. You'd have to go even blonder, I feel. But the horn-rimmed glasses. I do want to get new glasses. Um, What have you been listening to? I listened to Miley's live album that she released. Oh, how was that? It was a complete and utter surprise. I I loved it. Like I had a. Are you a Miley girl? Not really. I have like a huge love for her as a vocalist. I think her her voice is so beautiful and singular and. I just don't feel like there's a lot of people doing what she does as a rock vocalist. Um, but I didn't thoroughly consume all of Miley's discography. Like I, I, I have. What's your fave? I mean, unfortunately, it's Bangers? the Malibu album. No, oh, Malibu. it's the Malibu album. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker. I'm a, like I'm arguably a her for... worst album. See, but here's the thing, though, is, and I don't, I don't necessarily, I would never claim that this is like Miley's best era or Miley's best genre. But as an artist of many genres, who is typically thought of as a pop artist first, 
I do love when she goes super hard on rock and country. And, and like, I guess that's why I loved Younger Now. Yeah, I mean, that definitely, I think, was her going back to her country roots. Yeah, and after then, being scorned from society. And then Plastic Hearts, the album that she released in 2020, I think, like, she finally figured out who she is as an artist, uh, like, and that is rock and roll. I completely and totally agree. Like, I'm kind of, I mean, I want Miley to be whatever she wants to be, but I'm, like, praying that she stays, like, in this kind of, like, rock-pop hybrid, because... Does she does she revisit any of her, like, does she, on the live album, does she revisit, like, bangers stuff yes. through that lens? Yes, she does. And that's kind of, like, what made the, the, the live album as a whole so satisfying to me apparently she constructed the track list of this concert with her fans so the track list comprised of like all of her most requested or most beloved covers or songs and so you know you get bangers and um wrecking ball party in the usa but you also get edge of 17 janice joplin's maybe which is my favorite track on the live album did she do the climb she did do the climb oh my god the climb is the song that if it comes on while i'm driving it's like the volume goes up the windows go up and i do a full Grammy-nominated performance. I love The Climb so much. Did she do See You Again? She did. So she did really good, um, for lack of a better term, mashups, or rather like two, like Uh, half and half songs, where the song was one half, bang, bang, a la Let me look Sharon at this Gaga. And, and it started out as like, bang, bang, I shot you down. And then it went into See You Again, which was like so well done. And she also did a kind of mashup of Wrecking Ball and Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. Seven Things, yes, God. Oh my God, I love Seven Things. Jolene, I mean, that Jolene cover that she did, I think it was at South by Southwest. Like that to me is like what I remember as the moment that like, truly decontextualize Miley from yep. being Hannah Montana. I think totally. more, th- more even than like the like tongue out, like the, like yeah. I truly think at, at least maybe not in more mainstream pop culture, but I think uh, for people who pay attention to the internet, that's the moment when we were like, Oh, right. Like she's actually talented. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, Miley's always going to be the tongue out at like artist that does things like solely for shock value. But I think her love of like artistic shock value is because she's such a student of pop and of old school rock artists that thrived on shock value in like a pre-cancel culture era. You know, oh, she did Like, like a prayer. Wow. Her cover of like a prayer literally brought a tear to my eye. I am not joking. I was in my car smoking and vibing out and like tearing up because it's so soulful and well done in terms of like the tracklist as a whole. Like, unfortunately, though, I liked a lot of it. Her rendition of bangers is maybe the least interesting kind of in reinterpretation of her songs. It's like a little messy and all over the place, but her, but four by four, which starts out with this like really hard and fast country drumline is so like, I was just in it. That was the moment where I was like, I am in this live album. And like, as a whole belong to me, 
uh, belonged to like a canon of live albums that you know we went on to love, like Joni Mitchell's like Mile of Isles or um, the Rolling Stones live album or, or Madonna's um, Confessions tour live album. Exactly, which is like you know one of Miley's favorite artists. I I definitely need to listen to it like right after this. I honestly Miley is kind of one of my favorite girls. I have consistently really liked every era of her music. I think that, like, even though I'm not necessarily as familiar as you are with with Miley's oeuvre, this kind of compilation really solidified for me the same thing, that she is, like, definitely one of my girls. Like, I understood, like, the ethos behind her music so much more by way of the rock that she loves, and I, I felt like in this album specifically, that her vocals and the way she did every song, which every single song is produced like a classic rock song, I did feel all of the ways that she is in the legacy of, you know, rock artists like Joan Jett or whatever, or the Rolling it's Stones. It's also amazing that she's been so prolific that at such a young age, I mean, obviously she started out very young, but that at such a young age now, she can look back at her discography and do something like this. And, you know, we see people, I think, revisit their old work a lot, but I think figuring out the right lens for it once you've, as Miley has done, found the thing that r- feels the most like real to who she is, it's cool to then see her go look back at her, you know, very long career and reinterpret it with this new understanding of who she is as an artist. And exactly. And she says something to that effect on the live album. They have like her concert banter in the album as well. And like, she talks about how she's had to try on so many different identities. And obviously Miley has made her fair share of mistakes and like the cultural appropriation of it all and others. But every woman in music has to reinvent themselves like every other year. Like it's just, it's a product of the oppression and a product of, you know, usually women having to come up when they're extremely young and still figuring out who they are. So I'm happy to see where Miley has arrived. And I don't know, this just made me love her a whole lot. Same. So I saw on TikTok someone who I follow, Sativa Diva, who is really funny. You should check them out. Talking about Art Flag Means Death, which is a new comedy pirate show on HBO Max. I would say that it's like falling into place with a lot of these other historical retellings that have like contemporary humor and dialogue. What I had heard was that it was very gay. And so I was like, okay, I can either do my quarterly rewatch of Pirates of the Caribbean, (laughs) or I could, you know, try out a like half hour series about gay pirates I watched the first episode. I thought it was fine. I I just like wasn't that interested. I maybe will will give it like another episode or two to get me interested. I don't know. I watched the first 15 minutes or so before my takeout arrived, but I I I appreciated the humor. It felt very smart to me. It reminded me of like The British Office or like a kind of I don't know, like almost like a mumblecore comedy. It's kind it's of vibe. a little flight of the Concords, you know. Yeah, but it, the, the 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 humor is clearly very smart, and I liked that that humor is in place in a period drama about pirates. But it, yeah, it didn't immediately grab me. Maybe because there are no 
stars. Well, <laughs> and no women. And no women. Oh my god, I didn't even notice, but that says a lot about me now, doesn't it? It does, because you don't see women. I don't. Well, women shouldn't You be just right now are her. looking at a floating pair of headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and a mic. That's it. But yeah, I mean, we should watch the second episode together. of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's Dime beautyco.com code get time for 20% off 
I think it's it's not an understatement to say that Char the first Charlie's Angels movie, which what year did it come out? The year two thousand. Oh my god! Wow, which it is like, really started the new millennium, literally, and it was a bombshell of early aughts culture in a crazy way, an explosion, especially if you will. especially since which I didn't realize this until after. So I watched both films. In quarantine for the first time, basically. I have loose memories of seeing it in the background. My mom and sister watched it and really loved it. Um, but they went and saw it without me, I think, in theaters the first time. Because you weren't allowed. Because I was, like, not – or they were just like, you know, it's girl time. And I was like, I want to sure. be in on girl time. Sure. Um, but, like, it literally was a, 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 a landmark moment in early aughts culture and encapsulates so many things that were, like, important to the early aughts. Like – with the well, first of all, it was directed by Mick G, which I didn't realize, who was the director of like Smash Mouth music videos and corn yeah, music fa- videos. Famous music video director. Which is like also, you know, very um early odds culture. But I think without Charlie's Angels, like without Charlie's Angels, we don't get things like we don't get Juicy Couture. No. We don't get The Simple Life. Honestly, all three of these women, they were already stars, but they ascended in this movie oh, in a huge way. Oh, this is way. what turned them into... They were actresses. This made them stars. This made them stars, it girls. This made them household I mean, names. I mean, they were already stars, but it was like almost like ascension into like A-listerdom. They you were know like I mean? They were like the actress version of the Spice Girls. Yeah. And also like, I mean, the Destiny's Child in this movie. Oh, that was such a my huge... God. Independent Woman Part 1. Wow. And that the music video, isn't the Destiny's Child music video Charlie's Angels themed or like it has? Well, I mean, the music, the song was written for the movie. Because yeah. this was back in the day when I like that, like... The the song that was packaged with the movie was important in a way that wasn't just like Oscar Beatty, right? Um, and I will okay. I guess to back up, like um, for the Virgin. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves because we're just so excited. So excited for the Virgins. You know, the plot of these movies are actually not that important. Well, but, I guess maybe like, let's leave, let's even before that set the cultural context of okay. Char- the Charlie's Angels film franchise, which started in the year two thousand was a movie reboot of the classic 70s TV show Charlie's Angels about a trio of super spy women. Super spy who, women. They're basically like a trio of privately owned like lady cops. Let's not say that they're owned. They are literally owned by Charlie. He owns They work them. for him. No, they literally are owned by him. This movie is, I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into it actually. So it's about a trio of women who work for a man named Charlie, yes. who they do not know. He only communicates with them through a voice box uh-huh. and his proxy, Bosley. And they solve crimes mm-hmm. through use of, like, gadgetry yeah. and uh, disguises. Lots wigs. of disguises. Lots of wigs. So um, many disguises. And the hallmark of the original series, which I've actually never seen, was they used guns, mm. but in the rebooted movies, they only used their fists and their wits. It's full hand-to-hand combat. And lots of kicking. And the court, the fight choreo is amazing in this movie. Like, and also a lot, they all did a lot of their own stunts. Like, yeah, all they were they were on wires down. Oh yeah. It was this amazing. was like Matrix. I think this is because Matrix is 1999. Yeah, this I believe. came out right after the yeah, Matrix. Yeah, so this is definitely a post-Matrix movie. Um, it was spoofing Matrix in this 
in both movies. Honestly. I don't think it was spoofing. I think it, it is, was like it, in conversation. No, with. it references moments from The Matrix. But explicitly. I don't think it's spoofing it. There are moments that lift tropes from The Matrix and put them into the Charlie's Angels movies in a in a very knowing way. It's supposed to be like that, I think. I think it's like more that it is happening in the same time of film history. Yeah. And it's like lifting literally like the the way they were doing special effects at the time. Like the Matrix was the the peak of what we had in terms of like CGI. Mm. And this is maybe like a filtered down version. And following The Matrix, everyone wanted to be like The Matrix. Like, everyone wanted action scenes like The Matrix. Everyone wanted to, like, be that. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, let's give, like, a a basic plot overview. Although, I think these movies are more about vibes than plot. These movies are really disinterested in plot. And, And also, like, just rules of conflict are, like, totally thrown out the window. Like, they abandon plots fully. It's like about jokes, which I really appreciate actually. Um, But yeah, the first movie, Bosley basically briefs the girls and he's like, there's this tech bro and his technology was stolen. You have to like rescue him and then figure out where his technology was stolen. And they guess at the very beginning that it's this like evil girl who's like his accomplice or whatever. And they guessed right. And she ends up kind of being the bad girl along with the She's kind of like, she's like a side character. I would not say she's the the villain. She is. She, her and the, her and the tech bro are are in a romantic relationship. Yeah, but she's like, she's an accomplice. She's not, she's not the the girl in the way that, that, you know, um, Demi Moore is the girl right, right, right. in the yeah, second yeah. movie. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He, she's a little secondary. Um, but yeah. And, and then the plot that follows is really actually like completely nonsensical. They just bas- basically like fight and seduce men over and over again to kind of find the, these little clues along the way before they, you know, it becomes known to them that they're being set up. And the whole the whole mission was a setup to find Charlie and kill him. Yes. And I would say it's not so much a seduction as a titillation. Um, They definitely, they weaponize their sensuality more than their sexuality. You know, I think, uh, let's uh, let's start with that. Because I I want, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about like, I feel like this movie, um, well, okay, I'll ask you first. What is your relationship to Charlie's Angels? I aside from the dolls. Yeah, well, I loved I saw the movies when they came out, loved them, was like consumed everything I could about them. Um, you know, they are I think of this era some of my favorite movies. Yeah, and the movies that are like horrendously problematic and yet you will rewatch them over and over again. Like they really are in my opinion that good having as someone who watched them recently, not really like at the time they came out. I they're a very of their time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but like on the sensuality of it all, it's really interesting because the original 70s show was like, you know, the the biggest the reason it was such a hit or the first season was a hit until Farrah Fawcett left it. Um, was because it was just, like, women in, like, scantily clad clothing solving crimes and stuff like that. And, like, their whole, like, it actually was a part of, like, an era of what they called jiggle television, which was, like, the Baywatches and the Wonder Womans of the world where, like, it was just, like, watching women in, like, tight clothing, like, you know, jump around and, like, solve crimes or whatever or, like, be kind of badasses. And I, and so when they redid it in, 2000 they kind of almost like 
they really borrowed from that, that kind of like the part of the appeal and then made it kind of like self-aware and funny and and weird at times. Like it's a very like zany movie. You know what I mean? Like all three of them are giving like cartoon. Totally. I think a lot of reboots that we have today are really hard reboots mm-hmm. where they take the like essence of something but really place it in the modern era and I think what Charlie's Angels did really well and that actually radiated out to the culture was brought a very 70s sensibility along with I guess like the framework of the story and I would say that Charlie's Angels kind of jump started like a a sort of 70s revival Mm. in pop culture that we're now seeing again because of like the 20 year trend cycle. Yeah. Um, like I, like this is kind of around the same time as like Madonna's um, music album. Is this and, like, Austin Powers era too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was like maybe um, that was more late, late nineties, okay. but it's, yeah, it's kind of all the same time. And, and we're now also seeing that seventies revival happening now in fashion and like kind of in music too. There's something really interesting to me about like how the girls like sexuality plays into the movie. And I think that there is a big dissonance between what the writer's intents were and how we actually consume it, you know, especially in 2020, because this movie was written by three white guys. And a lot of the things that happen to the girls are products of, like, a male imagination. Like, like shaking your ass for no one and being, like, a bimbo to, like, the male guy being like, oh, yeah, you can put the package in my slot, you know, or, like... I mean, they're constantly naked for no reason. There are, like, tons of, like, camera angles on, like, their body for no reason. And, like, and a majority of the steps that they take in the first movie to solve the plot involve them seducing men or tricking them into, you know, like, using their basically how hot they are. What I mean when I say that I think it's more, like, like um, sensuality than sexuality, and I don't really see it as seduction, is that, like, yes, I agree that this movie very much, like, is the male gaze is all over it, but it's, like, it's more, like, bending over a car to show your tits yeah. than, like, giving someone a lap dance. Like, there, mm. it, there it is, like... A very wink, wink. It's horny, but I don't think it fucks. Yeah, it's it's horny to a comical degree. Like mm-hmm. they these women are comedically hot. Like the number of times they like take off their helmet to like swish their hair or whatever. Like it's hilarious. And I I think uh, actually like part of it is that these women are such stars mm-hmm. that like their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent kind of overpowers the male gaze of of the directors and the writers a little bit. And what it is is they were in on the joke. Yeah. They were in on the joke that, like, a lot of women in in a way that a lot of women in film don't always get to be when the film is about the male gaze. Yeah. And I think that they took what were extremely underwritten characters, right? Like, the movie has, like, no brain. And I don't say that in a pejorative way. Like, I like no brain culture. I love idiot culture. Like, I like consuming movies that are that easy. But, like, I I totally agree that, like, these women are so – have nothing going on in their inner lives and – and then they all have, like, you know, little dating montages where they have, like, boy problems that have nothing to do with the plot. But 
the three stars in this movie fill in so many blanks with their performances and with the like very like singular and like totally off the cuff wacky things that they do in terms of like acting choices that are just like endlessly fun to watch especially Drew I mean Cameron is also just like such a cartoon but like Drew to me is like the Cameron is it's really funny now looking back on it and the like who these women are in pop culture now because Cameron is very obviously the star of these movies. Yeah. Like, she has the center position. But I think because of these movies, like, these women all got on the, like, the same level of fame after these movies. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see where their careers have gone now, where, like, Cameron Diaz doesn't act anymore. Yeah. Um, Retired. But she has, like, a wine company. Question um, mark. Drew is a talk show host. And Lucy does Lesbian TV. art. <laughs> TV and lesbian art. Wait, what and is she also, doing on TV? She's on, was on, I don't know if it's still on the air. She was on the Sherlock Holmes TV show Elementary. Yes, but if you also playing just Google. Playing the female Watson. If you Google like Lucy Liu like painting or whatever, she has like so, she has several pieces of extremely sapphic art. And which... I love, what I love about um, these movies is like these girls are best friends because of them in yeah. a real way. And, like, I, when Drew launched her TV show, they all reunited for an interview oh, yeah. where Cameron was, like, CGI'd in. <laughs> Wait, was she really? Was mm-hmm. this Pandemic Times or something? Yeah. Or Oh, that sucks. I forgot about that. Yeah, I just, I feel like, I mean, I don't want to get into the reboot yet. Like, the, I mean, the reboot reboot, the Kristen Stewart one. But, like, I think it's a lot of what that one lacked is that these three women were arrived, like, stars. And then what they did with, like, a kind of, you know, very male script was, like, so sublime and, like, completely, I don't know, transformative. Like, if we had gotten different actresses, like, if it had been Thandie Newton instead of Lucy Liu, which is, like, I just, like, it would have been different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cameron Diaz, I mean, like, she played kind of a very similar character in The Sweetest Thing. Like, this was these were roles that were interesting to her that she wanted to do something with. And, like, Lucy Liu in, like... Something like um, Kill Bill or whatever. Like, she's fucking smart and she knows, like, what she can do with, like, a complex, like, role about a woman that, like, you know, is, like, a badass or whatever. I also said about something recently that um, something was, like, post-Spice Girls girl power. Mm. And, like, this movie is very that. Yeah. And that's why I think they're in on the joke. Because this was a time in pop culture where there was, like, a mainstream movement of female empowerment that was like a a little shallow Mm -hmm. um, but still existed and this movie definitely feels like a byproduct of that of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. 
be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's DimeBeautyCO.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Even though this was, like, one of the most successful movies of the year 2000, like, the movie was critically, like, made fun of, like, immensely. Like, people, like, knew it was very dumb. And I think that, like, people, like, to exactly what you said, I think people caught on to that component of it, but we, like, didn't care. And I think that rewatching it now in 2020, there there are a lot of tropes in it that are actually more resonant to the way we talk about and enjoy things now the things that we find funny are somewhat even funnier now in terms of like i think i'm thinking specifically of the bimbofication of like our you know internet talk right now and how we're identifying as bimbos on tiktok and on instagram or whatever we're reclaiming this like kind of sexuality because it's like 
bimbo for it's like bimbos for the consumption of bimbos not for the consumption of men and so it almost is like when you're watching this movie they're not giving to the, the performance to the men you know what i mean like that's kind of what it feels like it's like there's a zaniness to especially someone like drew barrymore in the movie where that doesn't feel sexy it feels knowingly comedic and like totally in her own kind of like power and I and I think it's also just like another layer that they're exploiting the idiocy and horniness of men for their benefit, you know? Like they're they know how to kind of like usurp the situation. It's it's kind of like the perfect storm. Like I think the 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 planets really aligned yeah. on this one and if maybe one thing had been off, it just would not have worked as like you kind of see in the sequel which like I love Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. It's definitely not as good of a movie and is, like, much more of a so-bad-it's-good kind of movie. Um, In the sequel, you have Demi Moore as um, a fallen angel. You know, she's, like, a former angel who turns out to be the villain. And the... I think it's just um, too... It's, like, too self-aware. Mm. Or no, I think maybe, like, the first one's too, more self-aware, and the second one is, like, buying into its own bullshit a little bit. I think for me is, like, there's an off-the-rails-ness in the first movie that was so rewarded that they kind of take it too far in the second movie. Yeah, They really totally. discard the audience's intelligence you know what i mean yeah it's like the plot really doesn't matter in the second one yeah you know? some i mean great visual moments like demi moore with the surfboard is so hot Ugh, and, so i mean good. some great lines her saying i was never good i was great yeah there are a lot of good lines in both of the movies i remember one of i can't remember the name of the villain lady in the first movie but she says like don't send a man to do a woman's job like they're just lots that's of little... very like the, the whole thing of, yeah. of the movies yeah 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 um i loved in the first movie there's this moment where lucy is like for some reason uh, unknown to me there's a company that hires her as a like an efficiency expert oh, when she walks into barracuda as a dom oh my god that is like <laughs> One of the hottest things that's ever been captured on film. Especially with the riding crop. And with Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore behind her in drag. Also early Melissa McCarthy. Oh Melissa my God. McCarthy is, is in that. <laughs> Um, She has, like, three lines. There's, like, a lot of weird, like, um, you know, kind of pre-famous people, like Shia LaBeouf's in the second one. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, Crispin Glover is the weird... Oh, yeah. The thin man. The thin man. Um, Tim Curry was famous at the time, but, like, he was in this... He was in the first one. Also, post or, like, I guess this was maybe during Friends, Matt LeBlanc? Yeah, Matt LeBlanc. Honestly, okay, here's the thing, actually. There are a lot of... I feel like Cameron Diaz... Matt LeBlanc and Tim Curry are, like, a great triad of, like, idiot culture movies. Like, they kind of only do very – movies that you have to, like, concede your own, like, cognitive thinking skills in order to enjoy. I, I mean, don't I don't know if I – I don't think I want you speaking on Cameron Diaz like that. Name a movie that wasn't um, being John Malkovich that – Cameron did that was like a prestige performance. Um, or in, or, or, in or her it, shoes. Yeah, I mean that is a stunning. The holiday. The, shut the fuck up. That is. An, I mean, I'm not. I, again, I have to say, 
When I say things are idiotic, that is a high compliment in my book. It feels judgmental to me. No, no, no. I am an idiot, Rose. You know this. I know this. I I, I I, do know it. I – really pride myself on being a very smart idiot. I, I I like things that combine idiot culture and, like, things that, you know, you can intellectualize. I mean, I do think we can take a moment to talk about the careers that these women have had. Yeah. Like, Cameron Diaz, you know, was a movie star. Oh, yeah. Like, she was one of the A-list girls. You know, Drew, she had already started her, like, Ascent back into superstardom after her, like, you know, troubled teenage years. And I think actually Flower Films, her production company, produced Charlie's Angels. Oh, really? That would. Yeah, she's probably like one of the engines that, like, got this she made. Was, she was asked to, after Elizabeth Banks decided she was going to do it, she was asked to be an executive producer. That makes um, sense. Drew was. And then Lucy. She was a TV girl because she was on Ally McBeal. And then I think right. this was her big film breakthrough. Ally McBeal. I've actually never seen Ally McBeal. I used to watch it when my parents watched it. it I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. A weird l- law procedural. It is? Work- workplace comedy. Wait, I thought it had, like, they're, they're disguises. Lo- they're, no, no, no. They're lawyers. That's, that's alias. Yeah, it's about it's about a law firm. And, like, uh, no, it's and not. Like everyone... Like sleeping together. Wait, I thought it was about a... spies. Allie McBeal? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Wait, it's who, not. who plays Allie again? Callista Flockhart. That is not a name. <laughs> it's a name. <laughs> Say it again. Callista Flockhart. She's married to Harrison Ford. That sounds like like you sneezed or something. Callista Flockhart. Callista Flockhart. Um, yeah. And Jane Krakowski. It also sounds was kind of like a slur. <laughs> Um, okay, since this is yesterday's pop culture with today's takes, we have to, like, briefly acknowledge that, like, the this movie is, like, egregiously racist. Like, it, they, these women – so, first of all, I mean, I could do the laundry list. But, like, yeah, go ahead. The, opening, the opening scene is – has, like, a great LL Cool J cameo where he, like, mm-hmm. jumps out of a plane and, like, saves people from this bomb. And then they land in the in this boat off of the plane – and LL Cool J takes off his mask to reveal himself to, to be, be Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. This movie was huge for boats. Huge for boats. Huge for um, white women pretending to be ethnicities that, that, that and races that they're not. Huge um, for boats because then Tom Green also later has a boat. Oh, really? And Tom Green, this was when Tom Green and Drew Barrymore were married. Oh, um, wow. And so he's in the movie as Chad. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's like the – that. anyways, this LL Cool J moment is like uh, the the casting the first – and again, I have to say, I'm like – I think I want to acknowledge these things not because I'm like, <laughs> canceled. You're not allowed to enjoy this movie. As we always say, it's just like important that the context sticks to it when we like talk about it. But like, I mean – they is there's a moment where they all dress up in kimonos and I think I'm turning Japanese plays mm-hmm. on the soundtrack. There is a moment where Drew Barrymore is in literal brown face when they're all belly dancers, which also doesn't make why are the other two girls not in brown face? Like why was Drew was like why was Drew she like asked for it why specifically. was Drew like I'm the one that's gonna do this? Ugh. I was so confused by that. Um, there is just like a, there's a, a moment where Cameron Diaz gets on Soul Train 
and she starts dancing to Anaconda, and all the black people in the room are like, what's going on? And then they all just and then start they're like, yeah. cheering for her for no reason. Which, like, I will never be mad about a Cameron Diaz, like, you know, dance sequence. But, like, why did the writers go out of their way to do this so many times. Also, is her love interest Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson? I can never it's, I can never figure out which one is it's which. It's Luke and he's stunning. He looks I think so I good. like Owen more because of his big nose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as we've said before, Owen Wilson does have the the, the quintessential shovel face. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a lot of things like that in the movie. Um even honestly, well, I was gonna say the Dominatrix thing. Is like a little fetishistic, but like for the most part, it's just like the movie. Was no, written. it's just hot. It's just hot. It is so hot, girl. Come um, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, don't ruin everything. Yeah, please. It's, what I'm mostly trying to say is the movie was very evidently written by three white guys, three straight white guys. Yeah. Um, actually, I think John August is gay, um, but he's like a Dungeons and Dragons gay, so I think that kind of says a lot. Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. 
Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable. And it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's Dime beautyco.com code get dime for 20% off the fight scenes are very iconic and they perform them all in like stiletto heels which yes. is so funny so like another way that like that is something that really hits in 2020 the disguises that they wear are incredible and so like good. iconic they they are look they are just so hot. They are so hot. The scene where they're at the racetrack. Oh my god. Incredible. I mean, each the uh, And in the second movie when they're in the like Lederhosen dresses. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yet another culture that they appropriate. <laughs> well appropriating uh, yodelers. Or, or wait, whatever. no, that's in the first movie. That's, yeah, they they're Dutch. That's, that's the yeah, first that's movie. That's in the first yeah, movie. Because yeah. Bill Murray's because Bill Murray didn't return for the had, second movie. That was them seducing another random guy by being like sexy leaderhosen girls that like spank each other and stuff. Again, like I just I loved it. I, I but because of the bimbo thing. It's but, so good. But you know what? You know what I didn't love because <laughs> it does not lean into the bimboness of it all was the 2019 yeah. remake uh starring Kristen Stewart and listen on this on this podcast. <laughs> this is a Kristen Stewart stand podcast. Uh-huh. We are Crisbians. Uh-huh. Um we lift Kristen Stewart up in celebration. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, we're down bad because she lost the Oscar. Mm-hmm. But the Charlie's Angels reboot that she starred in was a huge mega flop. Yeah. In 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 industry terms, what we would call a huge mega flop doo-doo caca. <laughs> <laughs> Cataclysmically um financially a loss for everyone involved. It's like honestly, it's not even that it's like offensively bad. It's just nothing. Boring. It's boring. The it's worse absolute than being worst mad. thing it could be. Which worst is thing, mad. Yes. Yes. So boring. So it's like it. It actually maybe like a jump started girl boss culture. Um, <laughs> girl, <laughs> this movie gas, was like the gay girl boss culture. Um, <laughs> it was the inciting incident. Oh. It's it's really. I can't remember a single thing that happened in it. I when I tell you, and I, actually, the only thing I can remember <laughs> is Laverne Cox showing up at the end, which. Good for her. I hope the the check cleared. Like the final, like the uh, I don't really, I don't even remember her at cameo. The, at the end, there's like a montage of all of the new angels that are in, like in in operation, and Laverne is one of them. I was very stoned when I watched the movie, but I I absolutely and this is no exaggeration retained not one single moment set piece scene plot point character name. Nothing. I saw an an advanced press screening of it, and I was just 
flabbergasted at I, how bad it was. And I think here, here's the thing, is that this is, like, a common, this is a recurring theme on Like a Virgin, is, like, people set out to make reboots, and they spend 100% of their energy worrying about how they're going to fix the old thing instead of just making a good movie. Like, yeah, and that's what I think is great about the 2000 movie is mm-hmm. it's not trying to fix the has old thing. Has no intention. I mean, not to excuse all the egregiously, like, racist things, but, like, it's, like, it has no intention in, in doing that. No, it's just trying to be fun. Yeah, and it was. It was nonstop fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, you know, I personally think that, that th- this has to be this is a director problem. Like, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Banks. Like, we're proud of you, but, like, this is this is a director problem. And as I kind of alluded to earlier, it's a casting problem. Like, I I love K-Stu, but this was not the role for her. I think she was fine. I don't know who who were the other two girls. What specifically do you remember that was fine? I, what, what, what do you? What did you retain that you thought was I, so great I or even was, fine? I was just happy to be looking at her. Oh, but oh, that's an interesting answer. Do you remember, you know, an outfit, a line, a moment, a motivation? Do you remember anything that Kristen Stewart did in this movie? I remember there's a scene where she like flirts with some girl. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I re- I actually don't. I probably completely misremembering this, but I remember her being kind of like a. Like a womanizing lesbian, like a, yeah, totally. like a hey she's, baby, yeah. how's it going? Yeah, I'm she's like she's, she's giving the penguin in <laughs> in the Batman. I but but literally, who were the other two women in this movie? That's the thing. That was the problem. Is like they were there was no charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yes, I want to know who the other girls on deck were because these girls are. I'm sorry, nobody. No one has ever heard of these other no two women. No star power. And then, like, we commend you for, like, inclusive ca- casting, but we – how can we commend it if it didn't even – if it if none of that translated? Yeah, inclusively cast better actresses. Yes, there's so many other amazing women that could have been in this movie that were stars. And I really do feel like because the plot isn't that important – the movie necessitates stars. And so, like, Kristen Stewart, in my opinion, is, like, the right direction. Like, she's someone who can be in an action and, like, she can play a badass. And I like that they made the character, like, a lesbian or bi, too. But, like... It was unspecified. Unspecified, which is so annoying. Like, that's so toothless. Um, But, like, she's not... um, Kristen Stewart's not funny. She's not funny. She's she not, not. She's, she's not. not funny. She's the most unfunny <laughs> she's an, person. She's an incredible actress, but she's not funny. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And and and, and she does not, not have. The role for her. And she does not have the kind of presence that you know Drew Cameron and Lucy had. But I will say, if there's one thing this movie did get right, is that they really fed the Arnators. Okay. Oh my God, that song with with um, Ari Lana, Lana and, and Miley and Miley. Yeah. Oh my God, the only like semi good thing to come out of this movie, and even still, that song's like and not great. Ari executive produced the soundtrack, which is why she's on five of the songs on the oh, soundtrack. Is it, isn't Kim Petras on one of the yes, songs too? She's on one of the LOL. songs. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so this is so it's kind of a Doctor Luke production as well. Yeah, but um, no, the movie needed star Oh my god, Lana quality. in that music video is just so <laughs> stupid. It's like one of these things is not like the other. She's like, it's like. The music video takes a Xanax and she appears. <laughs> and I love Lana. I am a Lana nator. I I thought Alana was. I thought Alana. I thought Lana was kind of good in that in the, in the song too, from what I remember. But I mean, honestly, it was it was during a weird era for Lana. It was during the honeymoon period, which I you know Ari should have been one of, one of the favorites. other girls. Honestly, okay. Uh, so when when this movie is inevitably when Charlie's Angels is rebooted in, again in another you know twenty years, I think we should write the script. Yeah, um, and it should be an all male reboot. Did you know that they literally actually tried to make an all male reboot of Charlie's Angels in the seventies? I didn't. Yeah, um, isn't and, just like James Bond to Charlie's Angels an all male literally Charlie's Angels movie? Every action movie is an all male reboot, like of Charlie's the, Angels, the Kingsman. Um, okay, yeah, the three so when we make it, when we make it in yeah. twenty forty, yeah, all of the angels are non-binary. One of, all of them. Okay, two of them. This, one of them is non-binary. Yeah. One of them is trans femme. Yeah, it has to be two different kinds of non-binary. And then one of them is cis. I think we need a cis, cis person. Lesbian. We need a cis person to you know ground everyone because two non-binary people aren't going to get anything done. Okay, cis lesbian. Um, <laughs> who's starring in it? Well, let's think of like famous children. What? <laughs> so, so who will be non-binary? You know, Blue Ivy Carter is one of them. Oh, Blue would eat, and you know, Blue's gonna she be might non-minor. be too old in twenty years. <laughs> oh yeah, because we got to keep the girls young. Young. Uh, well, let's say for the sake of the exercise that the reboot's happening now. Okay, so we're making it today. We're yeah. making a new Charlie's Angels. They're bimbos. They gotta all be bimbos again. Okay, so one of them's Addison Ray. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Addison Ray Willow. Willow Smith. You think? Yeah. yeah. But can Willow act? Uh, probably. Can she be funny? Okay, maybe we need a bigger what star. A, what about... Oh, I was... If you said... A, <laughs> okay, Hunter Schaefer. Hunter could be funny. I was going to actually say Trace Lissette. Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney. Okay. okay. So Sydney Sweeney okay. is is the the Cameron, but she's not the center. Okay, no, no, she and can't. And she's be. also playing a lesbian. Okay. I was gonna say Zendaya. We'll just do the cast of Euphoria. No. Um no no no. I actually don't think Hunter's right for this. No, I don't think so either. I think she's also she could be funny, but she's not funny enough. I think it's Yeah, because I want this to be an action comedy. Michaela J is actually such a funny person, and we didn't really get to see that in pose as much. And I feel like MJ has like a a a quonky something. You know who I would give. actually rather have is um ha- Haley who played Lulu on Pose. Oh fuck I, up. I kind of think that she I, I has some comedic chops. Yeah. And I think I would love to see her do action. Yeah. And she is maybe like the seductress of the group. Yeah. Honestly, does that mean Hari's gonna be Bosley? Hari's just going to appear in every reboot we try and And then I think we do need a woman in STEM as the <laughs> as like the third as the third girl. Yeah. Let's Actually rearrange. maybe one of the angels should be a fag. <laughs> She's one of the girls, you know. Yeah, it's Or no, I actually I think a Bosley should be a fag. Mm. Bosley is played by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> 
I like the idea, but of a fag doing it. But after Neil did the Matrix, no, I don't. Not, I don't want it's him. It's not Neil. I. It needs I don't to be a fag fag. Cast in anything ever again. Um, I think Bosley's like Sandra O oh or like Tracy Ellis Ooh, Ross. Sandra O oh is a very good Bosley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, really I good. I feel that for her after like Killing Eve. Like I can, I can get into that. Actually, I also think Bowen would be a good Bosley. <laughs> Bowen would be an amazing Bosley, but I feel like Bowen should actually be the villain. Bowen should be the villain. Yeah. That's really smart. Bowen should be the villain. Or I think Bowen is like not the final boss villain, but Bowen is like the Crispin Glover. Okay. Okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Is the weird like assassin. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think actually I would, I would sub if we're not, I think it should be Barbie. Ferriera should be in as an angel. Oh, okay. Because she like that. is also extremely funny. Yeah. In a in a um, I'm just an awkward human. She's really good at being like awkward human funny. I think Aubrey Plaza would also be great. She's too old. You think she's too old? Yeah, she's too old. Okay, what about Kristen Stewart again? <laughs> Kristen Stewart again. <laughs> Let's give her another chance. What about um, Gottmik in drag? No. <laughs> No one who's ever been on Drag Race <laughs> no, can be Maddie anywhere Morphous near this production. <laughs> okay, we're um, going to need to do a search for the Nextel Woods type reality no, show. No, 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 because that's where that's, cast this movie. that created the problem in the first place is they were trying to break out two stars. And we just need people that are already stars. Okay, so I want it to be Cameron, Lucy, and Drew. <laughs> and they're playing, like, they're playing early 20s, but yeah. they there's no... There's no CGI. Like, we just don't reference the fact that they are women of a certain age. Oh, like Pen15. Yes. Or they could just be CGI'd to oblivion, and there we make them. CGI boots the house down. It looks like a literal video game. The whole movie just looks like a video (laughs) game. Okay, maybe this reboot is actually a video game. Um, It's like Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I've never played, but have now referenced on this podcast several times. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's very specific thing to reference. Maybe Kylie Jenner is one of the (laughs) angels. I actually would love. Jenner or Kardashian to be an angel. I would I would love that. Also Caitlin is the villain. <laughs> Caitlin is the final boss villain. Or no, Caitlin is Charlie. Good morning, Angel. No! Wait, she does have the voice for it. She has a very like she has hey, a secret. Babies. <laughs> Every time she gets on. You can uh, call in and tell us what you want us to talk about next, whether that's uh, a book, a TV show, um, uh, a movie, um, an album, a cultural phenomenon. We want to hear about it. So call to confess at 323-PENANCE. That's 323-736-2623. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us a lot even if it's a little, you know, tongue-in-cheek. I'm your co-host, Rose Damu, and you can find me on social anywhere at Rose Damu. I'm Fran Torado. You can find me at Fran Squishko anywhere you want. Uh, you can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify or review on Apple Podcasts. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter, with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Kranchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week... Stay independent, ladies. Hasta luego. Time 
Insurance Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.